Carlsbad. People, purpose, and impact. An essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host this morning. I'm very excited to have with me today Dr. Brian Brockett from Carlsbad High School. Good morning, Dr. Brockett. Good morning, Brett. Nice to see you. I was looking over your resume, and um, it's been very interesting. So I want to get into some of the little parts and pieces that you've had along the way, but I would love to just start with an over... Well, before I get into what got you into education, we have to... We have to acknowledge that you did get your bachelor's degree at Kansas, and they are still alive in the March Madness tournament. Yes, uh, four twenty nine tip off this afternoon, and uh, <laughs> so I'll be I'll be trying to wrap things up and uh, get out of the office uh, early today for sure. And they are the only number one seed left this as of last night. Uh, two went down last night, so so we got to give a little shout out to your uh, Kansas. Is it the Jayhawks? The Jayhawks. The Jayhawks. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think in my family pool, at least one person or maybe more has them picked. So they're excited they're still alive. I, I pick them every year, Brett, and that means that I win the pool once every 20 years. <laughs> there <so>. you go. <laughs> I know that feeling. So what got you into education originally? So, so interesting, you know, we, we, you know, in education now, we spend a lot of time, you know, helping kids kind of map out their future. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I lacked a little bit of that. And, and mm-hmm. really, it was, it was people encouraging me and seeing things in me that were that, that, you know, were strengths that I probably didn't know that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first job, I, I, I had jobs as in high school working with kids through coaching or sure. officiating sports, things like that. Mm-hmm. Got into the same thing in, in college. A friend of mine in college said, hey, you should, they're hiring down at the preschool down there. You'd be really good at that. And I, you know, as a, as a college age guy, I didn't think that was, you know, sure. really much of anything and went down there and really did enjoy that. Yeah, nice. Came back, got into coaching and uh, coaching and, and just working in a school, kind of elementary school started out. Um, and that was really through, you know, again, a, a former coach of mine who reached out and said, oh, we need you. You'd be great. You know, mm-hmm. so I got into coaching. And next thing I knew, you know, a couple of weeks later, they said, hey, we need somebody to be the uh, kindergarten playground supervisor. And so they hired me on for that role. And since I was doing nothing at the time, uh, <laughs> I was just out of school. I'd been traveling. I came back home. You know, my, my parents were, you know, bugging me about getting a job and mm-hmm. figuring out what I was going to do. So I, well, they'll offer me a few bucks an hour to go down and yeah. take care of the playground supervision. And, uh, you know, really it, it was, you know, that was, that, that person was one of my, my big mentors in getting into mm-hmm. coaching and teaching and, um, you know, helped me get that job. And really one thing led to another. And next thing I knew I was doing, uh, I was teaching Spanish to kindergartners, first graders, and second graders, which paid more than the playground supervision, which is why that was very appealing at the time. And then, you know, uh, next thing I knew, I had, I had folks encouraging me to go back and uh, get my teaching credential and, and, uh, and continue, continue on, on. To, into a career. That's awesome. So I noticed it, it looked like from what I saw on your resume, you taught Spanish for 14 years? Correct, yes. Yeah, both middle, uh, middle school and, and high school after I did that elementary for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a great experience, really. High school at uh, Torrey Pines High. That's correct. Yeah, which is which is my alma mater. I grew up in the oh, area okay. here. I grew up oh, in North okay. County and went to Torrey Pines. So it was Great. very very fun to be back at my alma mater and and For be sure. working there alongside some of my former teachers as well. Yeah, that's always a great experience. That's wonderful. And I notice I um, in our Rising Star of the Month program, where occasionally we'll have a parent from your high school who 
will be sharing about their son or daughter in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And uh, I noticed this week when that student was kind of, I don't know how you should say, maybe uh, underrepresenting what <laughs> what dad was sharing. Right. And, and you jumped in and kind of was like, hey, he was saying, he was giving you more love than just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being humble. I, you know, yeah. I think that, you know, being multilingual for me has been a, a real gift in terms of both professionally, because it, it gives me an opportunity to connect with more different people yeah. uh, than I might otherwise, but also, you know, just in life and in traveling and having an opportunity mm-hmm. to sit down and talk to people about their experiences and things. It's uh, really, I, I think, opened up a different world for me. So I, I really appreciated the fact that I've had that opportunity. Yeah, that's great. And then you mentioned coaching a little bit. It looked like from what I saw, you spent time coaching um, girls basketball, golf, uh, anything else? Uh, yes. So I was a, I started at a, at a relatively small middle school. We had about 180 mm-hmm. students. And so I, I coached actually four sports. Wow. Um, and it, you know, surf team goes year round. And, nice. then, and then I had flag football in the fall, basketball in the winter, golf in the spring, <laughs> did tennis for a time as wow. well. And and then, you know, I went to, I went, oh, I moved over to Torrey Pines and I kind of, you know, was hoping to take a little step back from that, but I had some of my former players that came to me and they needed a golf coach at the time. Uh, now, if you've ever seen me play golf, you know kind of what a joke it is for me to be the <laughs> golf coach, but I, my, my, my joke is that I, I know how to drive a van, um, I know how to order shirts, and I can get the right six players there on, on, a, on a given match day. So, we, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, I, I felt honored to be part of a really successful program but you know the kids all had their own coaches yeah. it was me i was the chief organizer more yeah. than i was doing it. i didn't want to screw anything up you know it's like that you're like the team mom in a sense bingo yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> that's great um and but then eventually you went on got your uh, i think your uh, your phd at ucsd yeah right? so uh, edd, my, oh, uh, EDD. My, my doctorate in education um yeah there's a, a joint program and again you know i think the the way things have happened in life I, I think fortuitously for me is you know i had the the former director of the program it's a joint program between cal state san marcos and um and uh, ucsd okay. and the former director of the program uh her uh, son went to the same preschool that my daughter was going to i'd run into her all the time when when are you going to apply for the program? When are you going to apply for the program? You know, she kind of planted that seed with me. And it was something that I, you know, it was kind of an educational goal of mine sure. long term. And yeah. I felt like it was either, you know, while my kids were young and before they were into all the kinds of activities that they're into now, yeah. or maybe much later in my in my yeah. career. And uh, so really the opportunity and the timing was right and um, got into that program. And it really was, I think, rewarding to go back to school as an adult, yeah. uh, much more... Uh, aware of what I wanted to do, right. uh, how I learned and how I could function best in that environment. And um, so, you know, really, really valuable experience. And I think helped me just re-envision what I might do, at, you know, further down the road in my career as well. Yeah, that's excellent. My wife's going through that right now. She's a, in a master's program, a master's mm-hmm. in bioethics, and mm-hmm. she's just totally loving being immersed in it. And, yeah. you know, like you said, it's a different experience, you know, as a, as an adult. And right. So you taught at Torrey Pines and some other places, and then, then you got your start in administration 
It looks like from what I could find um, at Aviara Oaks Middle School, maybe? I actually came to Carlsbad uh, originally as the assistant principal at Valley uh, Middle School. And so I came up there um, uh, and spent two years there as the assistant principal. Mm -hmm. Really great experience. I I worked with with Tom Bloomquist uh, as the principal there, who now I I work with again at at, uh, Carlsbad High School. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's our athletic director now. You know, he and I worked together. It was was, uh, a great learning experience. And he was, uh, you know, I think has a great approach that really taught me a lot. Um, and then from there, uh, I went down to uh, Aviar Oaks for, I want to say, three and a half years, I believe, as the principal there. And at that point, uh, there was a transition at Carlsbad. And um, I made the move there actually mid-year that school year, which was, uh, you know, a, a unique challenge actually coming in mid-year. It's not really the way our calendars are set up right. in school. Right, yeah. right. You, you kind of plan for the year. You implement, yeah. you know, you set your goals. You implement what you're going to do. It, it is. It was, it was harder than I thought coming in mid-year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but now uh, I believe I just finished my, uh, we, we passed mid-year and I hit my fourth year nice. uh, at, uh, at Carlsbad. Excellent. Well, we are going to take a brief pause. We've been talking to Dr. Brian Brockett from Carlsbad High School, and we're going to get into his experience at Carlsbad High when we come back. So stay with us. So you moved over to Carlsbad High mid-year and had to jump right in, and now you've been there for four years. And um, well, I wanted—I was looking at your mission statement online, and and I love this mission statement. <clears throat> it says, "Provide every student an extraordinary education, and in, in an inspiring environment." And I love those words: extraordinary education in an inspiring. Environment. So, tell me, what does that mean to you? An extraordinary education. You know, so it's interesting because I, you know one of the things that I've done at, both at Aviara and, and Carlsbad is we've taken that's our district mission, right? Is mm. is so that was you know really something that was developed with stakeholders across the district. Gotcha. And and we've taken that at the sites and and said and I've you know talked to our teams and said what does that mean to us? It's yeah. funny you know you should say that. So, yeah. you know one of the things that that we that really came out of that conversation for us at Carlsbad High School when we wanted to really kind of uh, update our, our vision of who we were was, you know, we wanted to uh, create a, a positive and supportive environment. I, I think, you know, it doesn't sound like that should be extraordinary um, in schools, but but really, you know, you, you think about it, we're a small, we're a small community with sure. 2,300 uh, students uh, and staff, you know, there's a lot of moving parts there. And so, you know, that really the foundation being, you know, creating an environment that's positive and supportive for our kids. We, we, uh, articulated in there that we want all Lancers. And when we say that, we want staff, students, mm-hmm. our, our community to be valued, challenged, and empowered. Mm-hmm. And and we want to value, challenge, and empower people to do their best. And, and specifically, we talked about in the classroom and beyond, because there's so much that goes into uh, a comprehensive high school. So much of what we do, you know, goes beyond the classroom. Sure. Um, there's so many great experiences that kids can have outside that in, in a lot of ways are more formative uh, than what they do in the classroom. And so, you know, that that really is what it is. So we, you know, when we talk about extraordinary, uh, extraordinary education, we want to think about the whole picture of the yeah. student. We want to think about the academic piece 
and doing great things in the in the classroom academically. We want to think about how we take those things and expand them and extend them into the real world beyond the classroom. Mm-hmm. We want to think about what are the extracurricular and co-curricular opportunities we provide for students to really let them find those avenues that are meaningful to them and where they can um, succeed and excel. And that's one of our big goals is, you know, where, where are the contact points for different students? They're, they're going to be a whole variety of things that different kids are interested in doing. Um, where, where do we get them connected? How can we support them in doing that sure. and, and provide opportunities for students to do things at the school? Well, that's fantastic. And I know some of the distinctions that uh, honors and awards and things that uh, your Lancers have won over the last few years, there's probably more that I'm not aware of, but I'd love to at least draw out a few of them that um, I've become aware of. So your Carlsbad High School TV program has won numerous awards over the years. Mm-hmm. But for those who maybe are hearing about this for the first time, share a little bit about that amazing program. Well, yeah, CHS TV is really the, the gold standard for student television production mm-hmm. nationwide. The crew just won this year, the I believe, the fourth consecutive Pacemaker Award, which is essentially the, the Pulitzer Prize for student journalism. Wow. Um, it's really outstanding. Uh, the STN is the, is the nationwide network or, or um, organization uh, for student television network. Um, I, I think that we're... I, I feel bad losing count, but maybe like 12 or 13 consecutive years as the number one daily live broadcast. Um, and, daily. And, that's, a, that's amazing. Just that it's a daily broadcast. Right. And, and, and you talk about, you know, we talk about connecting, you know, uh, what we do in the classroom to the real world. Sure. If, if you, you know, have a chance to come by, I'd love to show you the studio if you haven't been by to see it. I've, I've been okay. once. It yeah. was, it was very impressive. It, it's a professional caliber yeah. studio. I've been, I've been down to, you know, for example, you know, 739 news, sure. um, other than the robotic cameras, you yeah. know, everything really looks the same. Yep. We've had students that really have gone directly into work working professionally, even while they're in college yep. um, and, and, and off to a number of the top, you know, broadcasting schools in, in the country. And, and like any program, you know, it takes really uh, amazing people to create mm-hmm. amazing programs to give those opportunities to kids. Um, Doug Green is, is, our, is our broadcast teacher. He is renowned uh, nationwide for his work yeah. in that realm and, you know, was the former California State Teacher of the Year and deservedly so. Um, just an amazing uh, resource for us to have and, and to build that and provide those opportunities for students yeah I've, I've had a chance to be down at like KUSI and you know Fox 5 News and others and I agree with you it feels the same when I visited right. Uh, right. your studio it was amazing and one of my board members had um, his daughter I think she graduated yeah she graduated recently but she was part of the Lancer dancers mm-hmm. who got to go I think to like Florida or something yeah. for some big yeah, competition. They've, they, they've been amazing too. I mean, many years of great success with the Lancer Dancers. That's our competitive dance team. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got, you know, multiple levels of dance and, and actually looking to continue to grow that program, even though it's been, you know, long established. We've been talking this year about how do we grow numbers, provide more opportunities for kids to get involved in dance. Um, but yeah, they've, they've been, um, you know, multiple time national champions. Nice. Um, they travel annually to the, to the national championships in Florida. And, you 
you know, in a variety of genres of, of dance, they've, they've excelled. And one of the great things about Lancer dancers is they don't just, it's not just about the competitive piece. They run uh, camps uh, for uh, younger uh, students, for elementary students um, at nice. various times throughout the year. They bring them in, they get to work with our kids. It's a great leadership development opportunity for our students. It's a great, you know, uh, connection with the community and with, sure. with Carlsbad High School. Um, so they really, you know, as a program have done a great job of not, not just doing the competitive piece, but doing these other pieces that really help build and, and, uh, yeah. and strengthen the community for sure. I love that. What are some other ones that maybe the public isn't as aware of? You know, I, super proud, obviously. I think, you know, they get a lot of publicity, uh, our, our athletic programs. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've oh, had yes. a top uh, top athletic program. Um, we previously have been uh, top in the state of California mm. uh, in terms of just, you know, the, the variety of programs and the success of those programs. Uh, I'm particularly proud of the way our athletic teams go about the work that they do. Mm. I think our coaches uh, do a great job of really reinforcing, you know, the, the positive sportsmanship aspects of, of school-based athletics. Um, and it's an interesting landscape for athletics because a lot of really competitive stuff takes place in club now. Right. We, we like to talk about how playing for your school is like playing for your country. Mm, um, and there's something sure. special about doing that. And I think that our coaches do a great job of that. I, I was just out yesterday at our first ever home match for girls beach volleyball, which is a new oh, wow. CIF sport that we adopted this yeah, year. I and heard of that. So super excited to be out there and see that, that you know, opportunity. Our speech and debate program mm-hmm. is is also uh, one of the top uh, programs uh, around. Uh, they are, uh, they're getting ready for, uh, they've been through state qualifiers over the past uh, several weeks. Um, and we have, I, I want to say, oh, I know we have uh, 13 academic All-Americans in speech and debate this year. Wow. Um, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head the number of kids that we have qualified to go to the state championships this year. Uh, but Minia Curtis is our speech and debate coach. She's done an amazing job. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I think the list goes on. We've got uh, in the visual and performing arts realm, in addition to dance, we've got uh, our band has done a, a phenomenal job. Uh, Drumline just had their mm. best um, uh, best result at the regional championships that they've ever had, oh. which is really uh, you know a testament to the work they've done, especially coming out of the pandemic. Sure, choir has mm-hmm. uh, performed well, has moved up into the highest uh, division of, of show choir in the region here. Awesome. Um, so you know, I think that there's a variety, you know, whether it's yeah. sports or um, or academics or uh, visual and performing arts. You know, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like having all those outlets of opportunity for students is really something we value. No, that's great. And of course, add all that up together. And that's part of the reason why you were our administrator of the year last year for our CBAD awards here at Carlsbad. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. You know, I want to say uh, you you didn't... probably wisely didn't give me a venue to speak at that event. Uh, so I'll, I'll take it now as long as you put a microphone yeah, in front of me. Is You know, I, I think that it's it's nice to win, you know, mm-hmm. or to be recognized in an individual manner like that. But, it, you know, to, to the point of all those things I talked about, mm-hmm. it it really takes, at a especially at a comprehensive high school, really at any school, it takes so many people yeah. doing all of those things to make great things happen. Yeah. And it, it's I look at my role as really more creating the environment for the opportunities, mm-hmm. those opportunities to happen. But you need the Doug Greens and the Minia mm-hmm. Curtises and the Peter Manzies, our band director. And, uh, you know, those people that really drive those those amazing programs, teachers in the classroom every day doing great things with their yeah. students, th- that's what really makes a great high school. And, and so, you know, like I say, well, it's nice to be, you know, recognized. It's, it's such a team effort yeah. uh, at a big school like Carlsbad High School that it's uh, really, a, uh, I think, a testament to everybody else's work. 
For sure. Well, you surrounded yourself with people of passion, it sounds like, and uh, that makes a huge difference. Right. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of that around Carlsbad High School, I, I, which I failed to mention is that we were, you know, several years ago recognized as the most spirited high school in the nation yeah. as well, oh, which was great. a great honor for our, our, you know, really driven by our ASB and our, our yeah. loud crowd kids. And so that was a great one as well. That's fun. So just, we don't have to go deep into it, but obviously you're not far out of the, um, the COVID uh, school experience. And uh, of course, all kinds of challenges in the world of education. What I would love to pick on is if there's any silver linings or anything that any innovations that came out of it that you think are going to be positive, you know, long-term that, mm-hmm. you know, before we went to that lockdown, people maybe wouldn't have seen. You know, I think for me, on a, on a personal level, uh, my my philosophy of education is really like at the at the foundation of what we do is really all about the relationships that we build mm-hmm. and our ability to, you know, uh, to support people, build people up, and help them be successful through connections and relationships. Yeah. And and I think more than ever, I've seen that that's true. I think to me, what we were missing during you know school closures and the pandemic was that lack of personal connections. Sure. And it has taken really over the course of this year, you know, time to, to reestablish that both, you know, teachers with their students in the classroom, uh, you know, administration with our, you know, working with mm-hmm. students, you know, and even when we have students that are maybe having challenges or, you know, doing things maybe they shouldn't be doing, you know, the best way for us to be able to influence that is through having a relationship and, and really sitting down and talking to those students and parents and working through things with them. And and so, you know, that that is one thing to me is is reinforcing really the value uh, of that and, and the and the importance of prioritizing. Yeah. The, the relationship piece in education. You know, beyond that, I think there are there are other pieces. I, I think that we've seen that, you know, there are uh, different ways to deliver curriculum using technology mm-hmm. and to maximize time face-to-face in the classroom mm-hmm. um, where, where you know, we might have spent more time, you know, on, on perhaps instructional delivery before and we can do some more things, uh, you know, pushing along the lines of what's called flipping the classroom where mm. maybe you're pushing out, you know, via video or something, you know, what your instruction is and then using more valuably your time in the classroom to to work with students in smaller groups or one-on-one with what they're doing. You know, those types of approaches. Right now, I I feel like we're seeing some of that, you know, that... yeah, as we transition back, we're seeing some of those pieces that are sticking in what we're doing. Um, but it, it, to your point, it's we're, we're barely clear yeah. uh, of, of COVID here. And yeah. I, I think even through this year, this has been a much tougher year. You know, I, I think I, I talked to a lot of colleagues and I, I know I've felt this way. You felt like last year was this, you know, this almost impossible year, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like we'd never seen before, you know, we're out of school, we're trying to transition back, doing all these things. We thought, well, that's going to be the hardest year we ever do. The the truth was, I felt like this year was actually, has been harder in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, having everybody back and then trying to navigate, you know, like the spike through the winter um, and and the absences and and the, you know, the quarantines and the things that have gone along with that. It's, It's in a lot of ways presented different challenges. So I think we're, you know, I know personally, I feel like I'm just now getting through some of that and we're feeling like the weather's getting nicer and things are hopefully settling out here. So I think as we really look into next year, um, you know, it'll give us an opportunity to really continue to reflect on and, and, you know, reinforce, you know, what those, those positives are that we can take out uh, of, of this challenging time and, and really continue to implement moving forward. Yeah. I felt like in our world and the business world and in chamber and our events, 
the um, the reopening time and and trying to get back to normal was as confusing and as challenging as the shutdown mm-hmm. time was, you know, previously. So I feel what you're saying for sure. Well, and I also wanted to take a moment to thank you for all the support and activity you've been in our Rising Star program because that um, appreciate your support, your engagement, love hearing your students' stories, you know, every month. And for those that don't know what our Rising Star of the Month program is, it's a fantastic program we have here that um, each month we hear from one high school senior from each of our area Carlsbad high schools. And um, it's really a great program that focuses on kids who have overcome challenges and and have kept their education on track or got it back on track. I always love the stories. um, And and you and I both kind of talk about how it's one of our favorite days of the month each year. And but I just wanted to really thank you for your engagement with that program. Well, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It is one of the highlights, and I, you know, we, you know, speaking of, we, we talked a little earlier about the uh, the student this month, and you know, I, I that's the kind of student that I really enjoy having the opportunity to spend some time with and recognizing that the the student who might not be winning all kinds of awards in other places, right. but I think this the rising star and you know, sometimes gives us the opportunity to recognize a student who might not realize, you know, that, that they're doing great things. Yeah. So they're, they're just going about their business yeah. and, and thinking that's, you know, normal. And we, we see it from the outside and recognize that they're really doing great things and really on this great path moving forward. And I, you know, I hope that sometimes that gives an opportunity for a, a student to step back and, and really appreciate themselves yeah. uh, in the way that we appreciate them too. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come down and chat with us. Really enjoyed it. Um, Appreciate all that you do in our community. And hopefully your Jayhawks survive into the Elite Eight tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Take care. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.